Hello, and welcome to Reverse the Polarity, a Doctor Who fan podcast. I'm your host, Alan Muir, and my co-host is Javon McNeil. Well, how you doing, guys? And this this episode will serve as a prologue slash introductory episode to the proper podcast, where Javon and myself rewatched the 2005 revived series of Doctor Who, starting from Christopher Eccleston all the way to Shudi Gawa, who sorry, basically going from 9 to 14. I am very excited about this. We have been actually talking about this for quite some time, and it's actually finally getting done, and it's kind of cool because, you know, a lot of things have been happening during Doctor Who, and a lot of uh, big history has been made. So to start from, you know, 2005 of New Who all the way into present, and especially with you, is going to be quite a fun adventure through time and space. Through the, uh, through the untempered schism. Yes. <laughs> so we're... This this is going to be a a, a, a more a conversational podcast, and this particular one is going to be more con- um, conversational. So I mainly put three have there's three segments to the to the, the, the show. Um, so it's gonna, pretty much going to be like a more a more personalized of like how we got into who type thing and stuff of that nature, pretty much. Yeah. So. Let's start with segment one. All when right, did let's go? When Juan, you start first. When did when did you discover Doctor Who? Wow. Okay. So my when did I actually discover Doctor Who? Uh, this is actually going to be quite multifaceted for me. Uh, so I would say I first discovered Doctor Who. I I can't tell you the correct age. It I would say it was around maybe about four or five ish. And the reason being is my dad and grandfather were into Doctor Who. And I just, and I'll like explain how I got re, like I remembered this memory, but I remember watching it as a kid, but not really paying attention to it. So I would say like the, the next step of me actually seeing Doctor Who and somewhat being into it, but it still wasn't available in the States was in 97 when Fox aired the uh, Eighth Doctor movie with it, I coincidentally had Will Sasso from Mad TV in it, and he played <laughs> a nurse, which it, it still blows my mind. It was like, oh, what? Will Sasso was in Doctor Who? Because around that time, I think Mad TV kind of just came out, or it was like a little bit before, but I remember Fox saying, oh, you know, coming to the States when they had like the trailers, like Doctor Who was like the Doctor Who movie, and it's like, okay, this is cool. And I remember watching it with my dad, and he's like, hey, remember we watched this as a kid? And I'm just like, mm. well, excuse me, when I was a kid, and I was like, mm, no, not really. But yeah, I mean, it's Doctor Who. I love it. I, I, you know, I knew what it was. But I would have to say that my uh, big reintroduction of Doctor Who had to be in 2005. And that's when, when it was the sci-fi, you know, it was sci-fi channel before it was sci-fi and the S-Y-F-Y, they changed it. Uh, they used to play Doctor Who almost every day on the Sci-Fi Channel, and there were times where I either stayed home from school, or um, I was, you know, a senior in high school, or and it was a little bit after a senior year too, where I'd watch it to be on TV, and I'm like, there, there's nothing on. Oh, uh, let me, you know, flip the channels, and it's like, I don't want to watch this. Like, it just, it all, it honestly didn't interest me because there's other things on or, you know, was in that mindset, like, I want to do something else, so yada, yada, yada. And it wasn't until, like, one day I really had nothing to do, and they were playing a Doctor Who marathon on a sci-fi channel, 
And like I said, besides me seeing the, you know, sitting there watching episodes here and there before the marathon, and they had it, and I was like, holy shit, I really like, oh, excuse me for cursing, I was like, I really like Doctor Who, like, this is really fun and interesting. And so, I would say, like, since 05 was my really, really big introduction of watching Doctor Who, and it wasn't until later on, after, honestly, it was... I would like maybe, I think 06, maybe 05. I don't know. It was a little bit after. But um, after my grandfather had passed away, because he passed away like in sometime like late 05, the graduate high school. And it was like a few years later, I was cleaning out my aunt's house, uh, you know, because he stayed with her after he got sick and stuff. And, you know, going through some of his old stuff and his old books, and it was like, there was a Doctor Who VHS. And I was like, holy crap, I remember this. And it just, you know, those memories kept flooding back. Like, I, you know, I've been watching Doctor Who for so long, but I didn't really, you know, didn't process so well because I was, you know, at that age, you're doing so many other things. And I'm sorry for rambling on, guys. But I saw that VHS and just a flood of memories came back and, you know, just kind of cried to myself a little because I was like, I was really into Doctor Who for so long besides it doing its reboot in 2005. And like, I've seen these doctors and it's just kind of, it blew my mind. And I was like, PBS. I was like, oh yeah, that's exactly where I watched it when they were playing it on PBS. And I was like, I remember now. So I would honestly say like, you know, 2005 was my big, big reinduction of when I discovered Doctor Who as a, a cognitive adult in person. But I've been watching it for like years and years since I was small. So, yeah, that's pretty much when I, you know, when I got into whole Doctor Who. What about you, Ellen? Well, before I, I get to, to when I discovered it, I'm I'm just picturing you like in Mod, Marduan Undead. Where you're the brigadier remembering everything with all like the voices. Like the voice is like once once uh Pierre Davison mentions what about Joe Grant? And it just everything's Joe flooding. Grant. Yeah, and and the brigadier just goes feels like some I feel like something just stepped over my grave. Yeah. Also I, I could say is like, you know, me being when uh the eleventh doctor stepped through all of the in his first episode when he, you know, they show all of the different faces of the Doctor when he was going through stuff, and he just walks through Tenet's face, and he's like, I'm the Doctor. Kind of one of the, like, those things, too. Like, all that information just processing is like, boom, here I am. Yeah. Um, which, actually, fun fact, the 1996, 97 uh, Doctor TV pilot was originally going to be done by Steven Spielberg. Oh, wow. Which that's the, that's the that's the which is where the infamous I'm half human on my mother's side come from comes from. Ah, I did not know that. How how weird but cool would it have been if Doctor Who would have actually that would have actually rebooted Doctor Who before 2005 and it was came out like as an American TV show? Like, how weird would that have been? Because it it had all of the makings of Doctor Who, but it just felt like in back in those days, you know, you're watching those TV movies, just like a big production of it i mean they had john debney uh do the score for the for the special and this there was around the uh, around the same time that this that the tv movie was happening there was going to be a 
a Doctor Who uh, 30th anniversary special. Or actually, as it was actually going to be a movie at, surrounding that I think you may have heard of where the Doctor is killed through a, a certain po- a certain, a certain Doctor is killed and it creates a ripple through all his remaining lives. Like, I think it's the third or fourth Doctor. Or it's, it's The Doctor dies and Tom Baker is... It's an older version of Tom Baker's doctor, and he f- figures out that he what 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 happened, and he has to get it right. But thankfully, that that never that was that, that was never made. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm more than likely I will not more than likely I am glad that it didn't come back until 2005. I mean, you know, I wish we would have gotten more of the Eighth Doctor outside of you know new comics or big finish stories. Like it would have been Peter again, correct? Yeah, or Paul again. Paul again. It would have been cool to see him uh, more, but it was actually cool that a little, you know, sidebar, quick note, to actually see Paul McGann and um, Christopher Eccleston working the TV show The Leftovers together, which was pretty dope. Yeah, and Paul McGann is frankly the longest-serving Doctor because of Big Finish. Nice. Yes, that's right. He does a lot of audio dramas. But getting right along to it, when uh, were you uh, reintroduced into Doctor Who? So I, I too discovered it through its run on Sci-Fi Channel. I remember watching. I think I'm pretty sure it was the, the first episode I watched was Dalek. Okay. Which is a fitting, a fitting, fitting t- entry point, since that's when everyone in the in the 60s that, that's when everyone just grabbed onto it. Yeah. I. I I kind of went through a few periods of watching it, like watching one episode, then forgetting about it, watching an episode, then forgetting about it. So I saw episode one, or no, I saw episode one about two years later. Yeah. I had bought it on iTunes. And then I, the, next, the following year, uh, Christmas 2009, I was watching, I remember, I remember, I vividly remember watching the end of, end of time, particularly the end, the ending of the first part. And I was blown away. Nice. I think uh, Sci-Fi Channel was definitely a lot of, uh, I would say, well, not millennial, like, gen. I don't know what generation it is, <laughs> but a lot of people our age, I would definitely say that the Sci-Fi Channel was our big reawakening into Doctor or, Who. Or their jumping, or the jumping on point. Yeah, definitely. I, I would say uh, most people jumped on more so with ten. But it yeah. was it was definitely uh, if you were watching Sci Fi Channel and you were like you know home in the afternoons or like early morning because it was like like ten eleven o'clock sometimes. Uh, I I think when you caught it on Sci Fi Channel, you know back in 05 was a lot of. I mean, because they use it to bring people into Doctor Who because it was still playing in in the UK more. Um, was definitely our our introduction into Doctor Who, you know that really made us go, oh wow, this series is really great. So it's kind of yeah. good to know. Yeah, and this this brings us to segment two. Who is our Doctor? And I'll start. For, yeah, I'll let I'll, you go on that one. So, and this is this is a tough. It's asking anyone which which Doctor is their favorite is always a difficult question because there's there's so many of them and every every doctor has had at least like 
for example, some type of, of impact. Yeah, like Colin Baker's doctor had a had a had the worst had the worst of had the worst of it due to the writing for the show at the time not being that great and his the scene were in trial the trial of the trial of the trial um series trial of the time lord where he denounces the time lords 10 million years of absolute power that's what it takes to to be fully corrupt but my doctor the doctor i've i just genuinely enjoy watching is seven so Sylvester McCoy. Nice. Why and why do you generally enjoy watching McCoy over you know any of the other ones? Because Baker was six, correct? Let <laughs> me get it right. Yeah, uh, Colin Baker was a sixth Doctor, and Sylvester McCoy replaced him. And this is it was slightly controversial because, or because of the whole. Tom Baker getting fired by or being told his his services were no, no longer needed, and they wanted him, but they wanted him to shoot a regeneration scene, and yeah. he didn't want to. Or he he suggested doing a, a ser- another series, and then going at the end of it. So there was a, a, a long gap of time where there was just where they just the the scene the whole the whole scene just didn't exist. Where it was simply Sister McCoy put in Six's outfit. And they, they they obscure his face, and digitally make it make him look make it just do the the regeneration effect. And, but thankfully, there's been a big Finnish audio drama where it it goes it does the it's, it fills the gaps between Trial of the Time Lord and um, was it Time in the Rani? So, and someone has actually done a beautiful um at like live action uh attempt at remaking the 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 whole sequence so yeah uh javon who's who's your favorite doctor oh man see here like you said earlier it's kind of one of those things that's really hard to say and to really pinpoint because there are so many great doctors out there and it's to to really pick one is kind of a a, a moot point. So, like my first, uh, uh, the first segment we had, uh, this one is also multifaceted. But I, I think I can actually pin it down. But I just kind of want to, like, you give a reason to like who's my favorite doctor. But um, so you know, going with probably gonna say New Who right now is the 2005 series reinvigorated my love for Doctor Who. You know, as I said before, as I watched it before, and the I watched the original with uh, David P- Peter Davison Baker and uh, Sylvester McCoy. You know, with my granddad. You know, now that I remember, it. so it was like, okay, this is cool. But it wasn't like until like even when e- when Eccleston came, I was like, all right, I watched these re these um reruns, and I was like, all right, I love Doctor Who. But then it's like Tenet came along, and I think that's when the height of me liking Doctor Who just got higher because the writing was good the production was good we got martha and like all these different people and i feel like his charm and the lore just kind of like gravitated towards me he was like oh man i want to be that guy you know he gets to travel and stuff he was a a a, a nerdy a super nerdy james bond of, of if you think about it um 
and I think I that even before like the fangirls really hit on him, I like you know got to like oh David Tennant, that kind of like I think that resonated with me. Like damn man, he's really really awesome. But then here comes Matt Smith, and he took everything that I liked from eight, and I mean well sorry from nine and ten, and it wrapped it in one package and his kind of like goofy childlike demeanor really was like okay this is kind of a fun doctor he's going on you know adventures he's enjoying life he has like a nice cast and then it was like but the writing got dark it was like in the beginning it was kind of goofy it was fun and then it was like oh man it's really getting serious so when his whole run ended and came i was like oh god like okay okay and a lot of a lot of those episodes like everyone talks about vincent and the doctor like that was a just spectacular episode i I swear you can show that to anyone clip to anyone and they will cry will always cry it's kind of like the pulling the nina tucker from full metal alchemist it's like hey look you want to have some feelings look at this and everyone will be like i hate you for this but it's just so beautiful uh, so then, like, you, you you know, you go with Capaldi. I loved him. He did some stuff. It was just, like, cool. And after Capaldi, you got um, Jordy. Whitaker, right? Whitaker, correct? Jordy Whitaker, yeah. Whitaker. Okay, because I'm like, I know this is, like, Forrest Whitaker, but I'm like, no? So Jordy Whitaker, I loved her from Attack the Block. Like, that's when I, you ever see someone and you just completely just, like, fall in love with them? Like, you just head over heels just because of just how they are. And I was like, oh, my God. So when she became the doctor, it was like, oh, so we have, like, the first woman doctor? Oh, man, this is this is cool. I, I loved her run. And I know a lot of people don't like it. I mean, the writing did suffer for it. But I was just like, oh, like, ugh. And then we got the fugitive doctor. Which I, 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 it's just that whole story, that background just kind of just, it just floored me. It was like, oh, a, a black person? Of, a person of color? You know, this black woman is a, she is the doctor. Not only, she's playing the doctor, but she is the doctor. The first doctor. So to see that was just, it, to see someone, you know, she doesn't necessarily look like me because she's a woman. But a black person was, it's just like, oh. <gasps> Oh, God, I feel seen. But speaking on that note, and I'm sorry, I'm kind of going off on a tangent. Technically, the first doctor, well, the first black doctor is Peter Davison because his father is black. And I know not a lot of people know that. But when I found that out, like, later on through the years, through, like, um, Eleven's run, I was like, holy crap. This is, you know, this is huge. But um, if I really had to say, you know, like, which doctor is my favorite, especially, you know, those doctors were all, I would say, different stages of my life as much as there were different stages of the doctor. But I say f- coming back to full circle, I think I would have to say n- be- it's a tie between 11 and 9. But I would have to say that it will probably be like their 9 just takes it just a little bit more than 11 and the reason be, uh, being is because one like i said it reinvigorated my love for dr hussein nine you know back in 2005 but 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 more so as because as as an adult it just kind of did one of those things where you understand his doctor a lot more than the other doctors because you, you it's like 
on a personal kind of a almost age level as well, where you're just like, yeah, I think it's nine. It's gonna be nine. And then Eccleson, I think he, if it wasn't for Eccleson, and him just being just totally brilliant as his character would say, and just a magnificent actor. I don't think we would have gotten the rest of Doctor Who. Doctor Who would have been dead in the water because the 2005 series was that kind of make or break. Like, hey, we're revitalizing this series. It could be good. It could be bad. If it's bad, then we'll probably end it here. So I think I would have to say besides like 9-11 are right there, but just 9 just takes it just a little bit of step above for me. Yeah, and there's also the fa- also there's it's pretty clear. I mean, everyone knows at this point why. Chris Reckleson left the show in t- 2005. Yeah. Creative, creative differences. Yeah, which sucked because he definitely totally got the short end of the stick. And I think if he would have been treated a little bit better, we could have gotten some serious freaking magic. But it just, you know, it, it sucks that all thing that happened just kind of left a, a, a sour taste with him. And I mean, he's, um, you know, years later, he's just like, you know, it's over with, you know, I'm, I'm over that bitterness. But now he's back. Yeah, he's back. So it's just kind of, well, only in big the big finish things, correct? Yeah, and there's actually a there's a um a sound like uh his name is P P Walsh, who's he's actually an impressionist. Yeah, he he completely capture captures uh Echoes Nine's um like energy. That's awesome, but I like I want him on screen. That's the one thing I think. Yeah, all of who and but mostly new who fans are waiting for. I think we're waiting to finally get him back on screen, and I, I that's what I'm hoping for. You know, we're at the 60th now, and I just really hope that sometime in his life before you know he passes his mortal coil, that um he actually finally officially comes back but sorry enough of me rambling but i guess we're gonna do segment three and that's how uh new who or how doctor who has affected us in life yeah uh javon proceed okay well i feel like uh i've been rambling on and i'm sorry but do you want, uh, do you want me to take this one hey yeah you know what you, you take it home you take it home and, uh, and i'll come after you okay so uh this one this is gonna be very simple the show has really messed up my perception of time and to the point where I've had dreams where time t- timelines have been. It, it feels like it. I've had many dreams where I felt like it's an episode of Doctor Who where there was a particular particular dream where I something something it's it's one some, one of those dreams where you don't remember everything but you remember a certain thing. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I it was it's it felt like something out of a, a, a Capaldi episode or a, a ten a, a, either a, a ten. Tenant episode or Capaldi episode. Okay. Where I where it was like something, 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 the timeline is being rewritten. Pretty much you just feel like everything's kind of being wibbly wobbly for you. Yeah. And I just thought, well, what 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 just happened? <laughs> yeah. But the show has made me the show has made me feel like it's really hard, it's hard to explain. It's made me want to Actually, might make me want to watch as much as I can of Doctor Who and the the corresponding shows such as Sarah Jane Adventures, Torchwood, even Class. Oh, it, it's so. And I'm sorry to interrupt. It's so funny because I was looking like I have a smart TV, and it's like, oh, things you might want to watch. 
before you know when it's on his home and it showed class i think the other day and today and i was like this show was really good i wish it would have got another season and i don't know why people just didn't you know hate it on it because it wasn't super who i was like it reminds me of the sarah jane uh, adventures i'm like this is a good series did you know that big finish actually did a a a a a continuation of some sorts of class i did i know it was an audio drama but i didn't listen to it so i mean did you i did not mainly mainly just to the fact that they didn't they weren't a certain i think two two cast members didn't return oh, they, nice. they chose not to reprise, reprise their roles um, that's that's kind but, of disheartening yeah but so uh I love that moment where in the first episode where one of the, uh, the 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 line I guess we're gonna die well and you hear Capaldi's theme our twelfth theme and you just hear dying well and they turn around and they just see you just see Capaldi s- s- standing there and he just goes I used to work I used to be, work here I used to be the caretaker and I just yeah yeah it was, it was, Oh, good. Yeah, that was a great episode. I, honestly, I think I might have to watch this after this. this uh, we finish this podcast. Yeah, I'm actually looking up on Big Finish, and yeah, there are four four volumes of the big of the Big Finish series. Each each one is like twenty. It's like twenty bucks each. Oh, nice. How many how many episodes is it? There are uh, three episodes per per uh, volume, so it's like okay. twelve episodes. Okay. So, so technically, it is technically, technically it's a second series. Oh, um, but also, it's the the show's made me appreciate and just really want to investigate his like history, mm-hmm. since that's what, and not just investigate history, but learn more about history because that's what the show was initially pitched as, like a as educational or as a part educational program okay back in the 60s when when Sidney Newman went to came to the BBC hmm. and I and also just appreciating the journey that the show has gone uh, the the journey that the characters uh, the, the doctor has gone on gone on from Hardnell to Troughton to Baker to or no, for, to Perwee, to Baker, to Davison, to Baker, McCoy, McGann, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Like, the first, uh, one one of the early episodes where the Doctor looks like he's going to kill someone. Or kill the caveman, the caveman episode. Or it was, it was, the, it was in the, fir- it was the first, technically the first serial. And you, you see him pick up a rock and Ian Chesterton has to wrestle the rock out of his hand, and the doctor, the first doctor, gets caught in like he tries to, he's stumbling over his words, trying to figure, try to not say, oh, I was, I wasn't going to kill him. Yeah, but enough of that, Javon. Um, I'm going to try to keep mine short and simple because I've I've been rambling on the whole thing. But how has it affected me? Honestly, it has. Definitely amped my love for sci-fi, especially time travel, a lot more. 
uh, it's pretty much helped me make a lot of cool friends, and even the friends that I already had, it made them, it made me be like, holy crap, you like Doctor Who too? So it, it gave that whole sense of like, oh, there's, I have a sense of community where I can talk about this with. Uh, it, you know, brought up old memories of watching it with my dad and my granddad when I was a kid, and that, I think that, you know, was a, a great fond memory that I could have. Something that, you know, as a kid you forget, but then something just show just just jolts your memory, you know, with things of that nature. Also, just so many characters and stories that I love, you know, and just especially with recent recently when it's amped up its diversity, because that was a big problem that I had with Doctor Who is and just sci fi in general for like, I mean, it still has a long way to go is especially. Uh, you know, with the series, but it never wrote good for its black characters. And I kind of, you know, getting older and, re- and watching those rewatches of Doctor Who, I just really, it really bugged. <laughs> it bugged me there, especially, you know, with how Mickey and Martha was treated by, you know, just in the writing or just in the fandom. And then how Danny Pink was done. It was just like they hyped him up like, oh, he's going to be a new companion and everything. And then it was just like, bloop. Like oh that's 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 all we're getting, but I loved it when we especially especially with um I think uh, episode two prior with or earlier in the ser- in that series where you meet they they meet Orson Pink yeah and he's like oh I'm a descendant like my grandmother you know gave me this little tin soldier which Annie ends up giving to um, Clara. And you're like, oh man! So he's like a des- they're like descendant, like they get together. You're like, cool, this is gonna happen. And it's like, nope, we're gonna kill him off. And you're like, so you had a story, and you're telling me that's null and void, that's not happening. Like, what do you mean? And like, they never expounded upon that. But you know, going off on a tangent, uh, and and then getting into you know where we had the fugitive doctor and just things of that nature, and then we had our first uh, a woman doctor, and and her companions were very diverse, you know, and I I love that and, and the um disability that he had, but I know it was something with his his motor functions, like his motor skills wasn't you know completely a hundred percent. I I so please forgive me, um. To any dyspraxia. Dyspraxia. There it is. I, I have a friend who has dyspraxia, and he's a, a white British uh, male. And well, let me correction. I don't know his pronouns if he has any. So, if you know, I'll be corrected. So, but they have dyspraxia, and when they saw that, and you know, he also writes for a website and stuff. Like he he wrote this thought out like just post of. How he finally, well, how they finally felt seen, because this is something, you know, a disability that they have that doesn't get talked about, that not, like, I'm pretty sure a lot of the people in the world don't know about, and we didn't know about it until, you know, the Jodie Whittaker first episode and first few episodes of, of her run as the Doctor. So to see my friend write about that and talk about something and he's never really talked about it until then, that, you know, it it brought a lot of emotions in me, maybe, you know, feel, you know, almost cry because it's like people are being seen now in sci-fi and something as big as Doctor Who. People can relate to the stories that Doctor Who has, you know, 
so that brings up a lot of just emotions, you know, good, bad, where depending on what is going on, but it, it's a feeling that feels homely to me. I'm not sure, you know, probably not saying it right, but it, it just feels warm. It, it, it feels like just like I'm a part of those stories and these, some of these characters I can see myself through. And it just made me, you know, want to be a better person and just like share like Doctor Who and the world of it with other people and just things of that nature. So like I said, it's just, it's just one of those series that this is, it's, I've said this word many times in the podcast, it's very multifaceted in many different ways and aspects, but it's just made me feel like I could do these things. I like, I want to travel through time and space. It's just one of a, a, a good a good show that I think more people they would actually if they sat down and watched it they would get into it a lot. So, but yeah, that's how it's pretty much affected me. Just made me an uber uber nerd. It's <laughs> pretty much I guess a roundabout way of saying it. Yeah, it's 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 good to hear that uh, you know you as well uh, how how it made you and when did you got into it, Alan? Because I know we've talked about this um, many times before, but never so much as in depth as we are doing right now. And that's pretty much, you know, like what this podcast is, you know, going to be about us rewatching these episodes, us talking about it. I'm pretty sure we're going to nitpick little things here and there without being too, you know, nitpicky. But, you know, just reliving a series that's been going on for over 60 years, you know, and then let's just say what the past 2005, past almost 20 years for us that we've been watching it. Like fully, like watch, been watching it since two thousand five. So it's kind of cool to you know revisit something old and just to see how it holds up until today. So yeah, I think I think this is pretty awesome. And that has been our prologue episode of Reverse the Polarity. The yes. show will be the show will premiere on Christmas with this prologue episode, and starting every other week, we'll go over series one and onward. With the first being the series one, episode one, Rose. Oh God, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited. What about you? There are some. There are some. I'll I'll, I'll explain. I'll when we when we make when we when we record those episodes. There, I'll bring out my 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 minor gripes with those early who episodes oh yeah oh, oh. <laughs> it's so funny because i was thinking about it and when you're like rose and you already know how i feel I, so there are some dev- yeah yeah we're definitely going to be bringing up some minor gripes with the <laughs> with those early episodes and a certain character because boy oh boy after re-watching those things like like i said back in 2005 and seeing like noticing stuff it was just like a character that I loved, it was like honestly, she, that person is my most revered character in Who. So, yeah. So that has been Javon McNeil. I've been Alan. I've been your host, Alan Muir. And always remember, laugh hard, run fast, and most importantly, be kind. Lone Z. I'll tell you what it will be. I'll tell you what it will be. A trip of a lifetime. Yeah.
trip of a lifetime. Doctor Who, Saturdays at 7 on BBC One.